Hey everybody, welcome or welcome back to the Fuel Church Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. We want to thank all of you that give generously to this ministry. It's because of your giving that this ministry is possible. To give, you can visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy! message titled stay fueled someone say stay fueled fueled. look at your neighbor say stay fueled fueled. and uh gonna go back to a a scripture if you were a part of fuel church at the old building this scripture was on the wall and it's really the um vision scripture for our church and it's romans 12 11 through 13 in the message translation i love how this reads look at it it says don't burn out somebody say don't burn out out. keep yourselves keep who yourselves Hmm. fueled and aflame and then he gives us six things we have to do be alert servants of the master cheerfully expectant Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians. Be inventive in hospitality. Paul is speaking to the church, Christians, and uh, he's giving them some instructions. And he says, hey, don't, don't burn out, church. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Keep yourselves. Notice it is a personal responsibility for you to stay fueled up. It's great you come to Fuel Church, and it's great I'm the pastor of Fuel Church, and we're going to help help put a little bit in your tank, right? But you're going to have to do the majority of fueling up. It's up to you as an individual, and it's up to me, and it's up to Tara. In order to fill ourselves up, we have to take some personal responsibility. And he goes on to say uh, a couple things about us. First of all, you notice it says, be alert servants of the master. Number one, we can't ever forget that we are first and foremost servants of the Most High God. Jesus said, the greatest among you are those who serve. And so we never stop serving. We never stop serving. We never stop giving. We never stop blessing because that's who we are because we take after the nature of our Savior. He got down and he showed the disciples. He got down on his knees with the towel and he began to wash the feet of the disciples. And they said, whoa, what are you doing? Don't do that. Only servants at the door do that. And Jesus said, no, 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 I have to do this. Peter said, hey, I don't want you touching my feet. I got some crust in between the toes. No, he didn't didn't say that. I added that. And then Jesus said this, if I don't wash your feet, you don't have any part of me. Wow. Think about that. Think about that. If you're not serving, you really don't have any part, come on now, of the investment into God's lost and found kids. You don't have any part into that. You don't get to receive the blessing that boomerangs back to your life. Because when you serve, there is always blessing involved. Second thing he says is um, you need to be cheerfully expectant. Expectancy is the breeding ground of miracles. Have you lost your expectancy? We're talking about ways that we can keep from getting burned out, right? Expectancy. Someone say expectancy. Next thing he says is don't quit in hard times. Don't give up. We're all, we're, we're, hard times will always be here. 
Okay. Hard times will always be here till we leave this earth suit, right? We, we should expect it. We should expect it. But hard times will not last. That season, you're going to come out of that season, right? And you're going to grow from that. And then you're going to walk into another hard time season. And you're going to take what God brought you through and the wisdom you learn to go through that season. Amen. And then he says, pray. Somebody say, pray. pray. Come on. You got to pray, pray just to make it today. Somewhere in the Bible. Maybe it was a song. I don't know. I get hip hop, 90s hip hop and some scriptures mixed in. Forgive me if that offends you. So we got to pray. If you're not praying, you're going to burn out. You, you can't pour out and pour out and pour out and not get filled up, filled up, filled up. You, eventually, you're not going to pour out because you're empty. So how you get filled, one of the ways is through your prayer life. So is it your steering wheel or is it your spare tire, your prayer life? Do you just take it out when you get a flat, when everything goes to hell? Come on now. Do you take it out when you just have trouble or is it your steering wheel? I need this for life. I, I need this every second of every day. God, show me which way to go. Number, number five, help others, he says. Help needy Christians. You want to stay fueled up. Get your eyes off of your problems. Get your eyes off of your money. Get your eyes off of your, your trouble and start helping somebody else. It's a powerful thing. Perspective will change your perspective. <laughs> The next thing is welcome others. Somebody say welcome others. Hospitality. Hospitality. We, we are a welcoming church. It's one of, the, one of the things people say about our church is I feel so welcome. So, all right, that's that scripture. Now we're going to give you five things and we're going to go real fast because we only got 20 minutes. Are you ready, Tara? I'm ready. You, you ready? How many know Tara can talk fast? Did you see all of them laugh? I talk fast. I know, guys. Okay. <laughs> Five ways to stay fueled up. Come on, write these down. We worked hard on this. Don't worry. Come on now. <laughs> Five ways to stay fueled up. Number one, remind yourself how much God loves you. To me, out of the all of the five that we're going to give you, this is the most important. Because if you don't have a revelation of God's love for you, everything stops. Your view of God is different. Your view of God is not correct. Because your view of God has everything to do with how you relate to him, how you approach him, and how you live for him. Like the choices you make in life. Everything is hinged on your view of God. And you need to know that God is personal. He's merciful. He's powerful. And he's a loving God. And that he loves you on your bad days just as much as he loves you on your most spiritual days. Like he loves you on Wednesday when you had a horrible day and you said things you shouldn't have to somebody and you fell short of the glory of God, he loves you those days just like on Sunday morning when you get up and you got a hallelujah in your step and you come to the house of God and you feel the Holy Ghost tingles all over you. He loves you on your bad days just as much on your good days. Why? Because God's love is different than human love. We put conditions on love. We put conditions, but God's love is unconditional. No conditions. Come as you are. He loves you. He loves you. And just because you have a bad day doesn't mean God says, I'm going to stop loving you for that day. I'll pick it back up tomorrow depending on how your day goes. We'll check back in at noon to see how you're doing. No, God doesn't do that. Now, I've taught you this many times here, and if you haven't written it down, it's time to write it down. But four things that God thinks about you. 
Four things. You should post this on your mirror, on your refrigerator, wherever you look the most. Okay. Number one is your, yeah, it's all right. Delayed reaction. There's mercy for you. Number one is you're completely accepted by God. This is how he thinks. He, you're accepted. Accepted. You don't have to earn it. You just have to receive it. You're accepted. Number two, you're totally forgiven. This is the way God thinks about you. God doesn't rehearse your sins. He releases them. Number three, you're considered extremely valuable. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. And number four, you're unconditionally loved. Those are the four things God thinks about you every single day. Think about that. If you woke up every day and you read that, my God says that I am completely accepted. I am completely forgiven. I am considered extremely valuable, and I am unconditionally loved. Think how your attitude would change, right? See, the more you understand how much God loves you, the more you're going to love him. No, you didn't hear that. It was the best point in the whole point. The Bible says in Ephesians 3, 18 and 19, jot it down. May you have the power to understand how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete when you understand his love with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. Mm -hmm. Hmm? I know we all... Most people say, oh, yeah, yeah, God loves me. God loves you. But do you really have a revelation of that love? And here's how you know you have a revelation of that love, that when you sin and fall short, you don't run in shame, but you run in confidence, knowing that he said, if I come to the throne room of grace, I can obtain that mercy. And he says, shame off of me, not shame on you. That's how you know you got a revelation. Number one, remind yourself of how much God loves you. Number two, stop filling your mind with junk food. If you want to stay fueled up, if you want to keep the passion and the spiritual fervor burning in your heart for Jesus, and I believe it is impossible to keep yourself fueled and on fire for God until you leave this earth suit. Amen? You got to stop filling your mind with junk food. Just like in the natural, if all you feed on is junk food, you're going to be unhealthy and unable to fulfill your purpose in life. Like things are going to be hindered in your life. If, if your body's not operating right, if you're sick all the time. And so it's, say, it's the same with your mind. If you're being consumed, I'm talking consumed with social media, like, like you know what I'm talking about. You're on it and, and, and you don't realize how long you're on it. And then you look at the clock and say, wow, two hours just went by. I don't even know what I read. That's, that's consumed with it. That, that, that's consumed with it. So we can be consumed with social media or, or, or TV shows or reality stuff, reality shows, gossip, negative voices. What junk are you allowing people to pour into your mind? What junk is it? We need to go back to that series, The Mind Monsters. How many remember that series? Woo, that was a good one. Write that down, some staff member. Let's go back to that. You see, when you try to fill it, you know, so we can try to fill our, this God size, I call it this God size shaped hole in your heart. 
that only God was meant to fill. We can try to fill it with our salary or our status or our ministry position or our passion or possessions or power, prestige, or any other thing besides God. We need to know it's not going to fulfill us. It's just not going to fulfill us. Proverbs 15, 14 says, a wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. I'll read that again. Proverbs 15, 14 says, a wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. Are you allowing trash into your mind? Are you allowing others to pour trash into your mind? You say, well, I live with the person who's pouring trash into my mind. Or I'm sitting beside the person that pours trash into my mind. Look straight at the preachers right now. There's two of them up here. One, two. Okay? Sometimes you got to be as nice as you can and say, listen, when you go down that road, it impacts me. Right? Come on, somebody. When you say those things, that impacts me. So let's move on to point three, Tara. You want to do point three? No, go ahead. You want me to do point three? You're going to do the other two, like we talked about? Yeah. Okay. I can roll however, but I'm just saying. So real quick on point two, just say this. Every day, you should be filling up on the word of God. So replace that trash with the word. So you're in the word. You're in your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, we have a Bible we love to give you. They're available every single week for you or your children, by the way. But we need to be filling up on devos. We need to be filling up on books and podcasts and messages. And don't just listen to the, one, the message one time on Sunday because you only got one-tenth of it. So you needed nine more times to get the full revelation. That's what they say. And so you go back and listen. You go back and rehearse it because God will show you things after you listen to it the second and third time that you didn't see the first time. Okay? So fill up on those things. Number three, if you're going to stay fueled up, you need to make knowing God your number one goal. Make knowing God your number one goal, getting closer to him. How do you get to know someone? By spending time with him. You're not going to know God just by coming on a Sunday. You're going to know of him. You're going to know of him, but you're not going to know him personally until you take Sunday and turn it into Monday and Tuesday. And now it's a lifestyle. Every day, God, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Father. I'm here. I'm your servant. And you begin to talk with him. He wants to spend time with you. God wants to produce in us what we don't have in ourselves. And the way it happens is through abiding in him. Someone say abiding. Abiding. To abide means to remain. Someone say remain. Remain. It means we're connected to God. We're abiding in his presence even when we leave his house. Are you hearing this? Now, this doesn't mean everything in your life will always go great. It doesn't mean uh, that we always have these ooey-gooey feelings towards him all the time, but it does mean we are on the same page with God when we abide in him. And we know we're abiding in him when we're led to pray in ways that we did not pray before. And as we get nearer to God's heart, we find that our will begins to align more with his will. That's how you know if you're abiding in him. Okay, God, I understand. 
Yep, I need to cut that out. Okay, I need to quit that. Okay, God, I understand you're taking me to a different level. Right? right? And so our focus isn't on doing more, but being more. We can truly abide with God when our heart, our life, and our relationship with Jesus is our first priority. Okay? And really, happiness is a byproduct of knowing God. Jesus said this in Matthew 6, 33, seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all your other needs are going to be added unto you. Amen. Amen. How many believe that tonight? How many want to stay fueled up? Come on. We can't be just called fueled church for no reason. So we got to remind ourselves of how much God loves us. We got to stop filling our mind with junk food. And we got to make knowing God our number one priority. Tara, what are the last two points? All right. Y'all ready for four and five? (laughs) All right. Number four is get into God's word every day. And I think this is so vital in the world that we live in right now. Um, because you know, we say, let me borrow your Bible. We say that, you know, breakfast is the, is the most important meal of the day. I disagree with that. This is the most important meal of the day. Mm. And if you don't eat of this every day, you're going to be malnourished. I know myself, if I don't take time in the first couple moments of my morning, um, whether it's five minutes, 15 minutes, however long it is, and then you have other times that you're with God, but at least just to dedicate those first few moments, even before you get out of bed sometimes, just acknowledging God and just taking time. When, if you have your coffee, if you take time for your quiet time, whatever it is, find a place where there's no distraction. I know it's hard when you have kids, so whatever you gotta do, find that spot. If it's in your car, wherever it is, but for you to open this up and to eat of the word of God, this is life. This is the bread of life. And the Bible, it is food for our soul. And so a lot of times I think we have, you know, Christians who are walking around, too many of us, and we're malnourished because we're trying to live on a Sunday dinner all week long. And it won't suffice you. You can't. It won't work. The Bible says that the word of God is our daily bread. When it says daily, it means daily bread. You have to eat of it daily. So it's there and we have it. People in other countries are dying to get their hands literally on just a scripture on the word of God. And we have it. We are so blessed and we don't even partake of it. And this is life giving. And so we've got to partake of this. So many times we don't see that, you know, and in, there's a scripture in first Peter two, two, and it says, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment. So in other words, your salvation becomes a fuller experience. The more you eat on the word mm. of God. Because you can get saved, but not know the word and know the power and the revelation of the word. And so when you get in the word of God, you can read the word of God and then you can read the word of God. Like you can read through it and get nothing out of it. If you're not hungering or it says, like it says, craving it. When you do the words, there's times when I read it and they just leap off the page at me. And it's like exactly what I needed. Or there's something that I've read 20 times and there's one thing in it that just strikes me different in a certain season. And that's your daily bread. And you got to cling to that, you know? I want you to ask yourself this question. Would you feed your family or yourself once a week and expect them to live healthy lives? No. Then why do we do it spiritually? It's the same thing. And parents, I want to encourage you and challenge you at the same time. If you have young people in your home or if you have children in your home, it's your job to set the example. And I want to encourage you men, if you're married, it's your job to set the example. You are the head of the home. You are the spiritual head. Even if you don't feel 
you know, you feel inadequate, ask God to help you. Get around other men who are further than you to help sharpen you up and help you to grow in that area because it starts in our homes more than, our, our church is the overflow of what's in our homes during the week. And so we have to bring that here, but take it out and live it out too. So, you know, there are some things that, you know, we need to do, but there are certain things that we need to do first because our spirits a lot of times are starving, you know, and if we are starving our spirits all week long and we're not giving it the nutrients, we're feeding our bodies. Come on. We all are thinking about food all the time, right? You know, when I'm thinking about the ice cream right now, fasting, you never thought you were as hungry as you were ever, right? I ain't lying in this church house. So we will never go first instance without some kind of meal, right? Or a snack in between or whatever, but we don't think twice about skipping spiritual nourishment. And then we wonder why we're weak. And then we wonder when there's a part of our spirit that's not being fed, you know what it does? It's so hungry, it does crave feeding. And then guess what we do? We run to other things to feed mm-hmm. that craving, not understanding it's our spirit crying out to be in communion yeah. with God. And we have to have the word. And if you don't have the word of God, you don't have your weapon of warfare on you. Mm-hmm. And you're walking out into battle every day without your weapons. Well, yeah, you're going to be defeated and you're going to come back wounded. You know, the Bible says that the word of God, it's sharper than any two-edged sword because it comes in and it cuts away the things we need corrected. We need guidance. We need to, we mess ourselves. We are a hot mess and we are a fool during the week sometimes. Even on Sunday, after we walk out of here in the parking lot, somebody ticks us off when we get offended, right? Come on, we're all human beings, right? We forget the word that we just heard and we go out and we lose it before we leave the parking lot. Well, how many know if you just got fed the word then, it says the enemy comes to steal the seed immediately. So then when you come to Monday, if that's all you're eating, oh, that seed's already done, gone. And then you're going to Tuesday and then you're feeding off of that offense. Then you're going to do something else and put something else in to try to fix it. And you got to go back to the word of God. And so we have to make sure that we are filling ourselves up daily with the daily bread. So number four is we have to get into God's word every day. Number five is spend time with people who love Jesus. Mm. Who you are around is who you will become. You got where you are today because of somebody or something that you were hanging around that got you here. And so you have to look at your life, you know, if you hang around with people who only care about politics or, or sports or athletics or all this stuff, that's all you're going to care about or money or if it's career or education, you know, and those things rub off on you. We tell our kids this and sometimes as adults, we don't even follow it as well. And we have to realize this, that we are pulled in the same direction too. You know, make sure you're spending time with people who love Jesus, who are like-minded, people that can even make you grow in areas where like, I want to be like them. I want to be like that marriage. Then you need to have lunch with those people and go out with them and find something that they're doing that maybe you're not doing. That's how we all learn. You know, so whoever or whatever you talk about when you're with those people, that's what you're going to be hungry for. So what are your conversations with the people that you hang out with? Mm. Does God come up in the conversation? Do you talk about that at times? If it's not, I would double check those relationships and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about surface relationships when you're like evangelizing or showing your light. I'm talking about people you do life with. It's different. And so in Proverbs 2.20, it even says, join the company of good men and women and stay on the paths of the righteous. So right there, it tells us we need to be in good company of men and women to help us stay on the right path. Because obviously in Proverbs, it knows if we don't, we're going to get off onto the wrong path. And so we have to make sure that we are doing that. The people we hang around, guess what? They're going to shape our habits and our behaviors. You know who you hang around? Eventually it's going to rub off on you. They influence our moral compass at times. If you've been around somebody where you have morals and values, then all of a sudden after a while, little by little, 
You're like, man, how did I get here? You know, I used to not think this was okay to do, and now I'm doing these things, you know? And so we even see this in the word of God and just a simple story with Samson and Delilah. Samson had enormous strength and it was in his hair and he was told not to cut it. That was his strength. And Delilah, this woman knew that that was his strength. And she began to talk to him about the inner parts of his heart. And she knew how to get to him. But it says the Bible, he, she came to him daily to talk to him and to get him to let his guard down. And before you know it, you know what? He lost his strength and he lost the destiny that God had for him. And he lost it all in the end because of the company he was keeping. And so don't think that any of us, whether we're up here, out there, over here, leading worship, we all have to be aware of who we are around because it does influence us and who we are. So don't let this be you. You know, where are you now is a result of who you allowed in your life right now, where you're at right now. You got here because of somebody. And the people you surround yourself with, guess what? They're gonna alter your views. They can alter your views of things. And I just wanna share this quote. It says, you become like the five people you spend the most time with. So choose carefully. I want to ask you today, choose carefully who you're around. Good. Surround yourself with good people. So number one, remind yourself of how much God loves you every single day. Number two, stop filling your mind with junk food. Number three, make knowing God your number one priority. Number four, get into God's word every day. And number five, spend time with people who love Jesus. Do you receive that tonight? As the clock goes to zero, bow your heads with me. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus. It'd be our privilege and honor to celebrate a new day with you. If you've never said a prayer inviting Christ into your heart and life, we want to encourage you uh, to say this prayer. Or maybe you're a Christian and you've just fallen away from God and made some bad decisions, but today you know I need to rededicate my life to Christ. I want to encourage you to join in on this prayer. Before we pray with you, I just want to see who I'm talking to, and we're not here to embarrass you, to make you stand up or anything. But if you say, Jacob, that's me. I, I, I need Jesus in my life for the very first time, or I, I need to rededicate my life. I haven't been living for him, and today is my day. Thank you for those hands already up. Anyone else say, include me in on this prayer. I need a fresh start. I need a new beginning, and it starts today. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. Anyone else before we pray? Awesome. So proud. Thank you for that hand that just shot up. Awesome. Let's all say this prayer together. Say, Jesus, today I receive you into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. I believe that you are the Son of God, and I believe that you died upon the cross for my sins. Forgive me of my sins. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we rejoice with the hands up? Come on, let's celebrate. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You could take a screenshot, post it on your social media, and tag us. If you ever have the opportunity, we'd love for you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings. For more information on our locations and service times, please visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey. See you next week.